Hey sluts, I'm Aubrey, an Aquarius Sun, Scorpio Moon, Taurus Rising. And I'm Danny, a Sag Sun, Leo Moon, Libra Rising. And, and we're, we're your Astro sluts. sluts. It is episode two of season four. We're very excited to be here. We are back outside because we've had some uh, drama. <laughs> we've had some complications. Hey, Mercury Retrograde with our recording space. So, you know, enjoying soaking up the sun. Exactly. Thanks for calling Astro Sluts. Your birth time. You want to know how to get that guy? Text their mom. We're going to need that time. We'll be your latest crush. Call us Astro Sluts. Do you have any little life updates? Um, not really. Definitely feeling like the full moon this week, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, but yeah, that's all for me. How about you? Yeah, also not too much. It was definitely an intense week this past week. I don't know if y'all at home have been feeling it too, but we definitely both had a, yeah. And just like an intense week last week. Um, I had my first week of my new job with Danny. So that was really fun. Very fun. Excited for my new era. Um, yeah, I think that's all today. We are covering the ninth house. If you didn't see that in our title. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to do a little deep dive there as well as all of our various other segments. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So today for Talk Astro to Me, we're going to start just going through the signs in order. Um, if you didn't listen last week, Talk Astronomy is our new little icebreaker segment. So we'll ask each other a question and then we'll also post those same questions on TikTok so we can get your answers. Um, I'll start with my Aries question. I went very simple this week. Um, very Aries. <laughs> what makes you really angry? Oh, that's a really good question especially as you know humans who are raised as women Mm -hmm. anger is difficult um I don't know like inconsiderate people Mm -hmm. or like seeing you know seeing my friends or whatever get hurt by someone that's like or like people maybe it's like people giving energy to other people that don't deserve it yeah no for sure like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah, fair. I think that makes me angry. Yeah. As well as, you know, the obvious answers yeah. of <laughs> fucked Life. up systems. Yeah. Life. Life things. I did a Taurus question for this week. Where do you find luxury in everyday life? Oh, I love that. Um, I would say I like to I feel like in the everyday like I spend a lot of money on food Mm -hmm. but like intentionally yeah like I'm never gonna not have like if I'm gonna pay for food it's gonna be like a really nice meal Mm -hmm. like what I want Mm -hmm. um so I would say that's my like everyday luxury is like having a nice like always like spending time and effort and money, like, on my meal. Yeah. Like, on food. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's, like, intentionally yeah. making you, 
yeah. joyful. Yeah, totally. I think it's like the artist's way that um, talks about just like if you like love raspberries and like, yes, they're yeah, like five dollars right. for like, yourself the, like 10 raspberries, expensive like, pint of raspberries, just like in the grand scheme of things, like buying raspberries every week. Right. You're getting like bang, like enough bang for your buck if it like yeah. makes you feel like so Yeah, good. no, exactly. And I just think that's really important as a tourist rising. <laughs> no, I know. Same. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I just spent $30 on lunch. And then I'm like, okay, honestly, like. You needed to leave the office. You needed to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. This is going to make you feel good and get you through the rest of your day. The money's so, coming back to us. Money's coming back. Exactly. Our next segment new to this season is our current sky. Something that's like come up for us as more mm-hmm. of like, I think we've always kind of done it on the podcast, but we want to be more intentional about like, we want to empower our listeners to like, be self-sufficient yeah in their knowledge of astrology yeah something I saw like this week that I like Aubrey went to a meeting for literally one second and I like immediately leave them a voice note but um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like wait (laughs) I had an idea um I feel like there's like different astrology apps and sometimes you see like people on TikTok or just on Instagram like telling you what's happening or telling you how you might feel but not sharing why, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the pattern is a good example. Like, I feel like, <clears throat> like, I obviously know a good amount of astrology, of astrology, and I would have to, like, work really hard to work backwards to understand why the pattern was telling me what they were telling me. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like, I want to know if it's, like, Mars. Like, I want you to tell me what's happening, not just say, like, oh, you might be feeling like your boundaries are being pushed. Like You're like, why? Why? So that's what we would like to kind of help y'all do is learn a little bit more about, like, what things are happening so then you can interpret them for yourself. So we are going to go through, like, some more just, like, general current sky Mm -hmm. things, like, where things are at to help you notice your own themes and cycles in your life without having to, like, rely on an app or something. Right. So we're going to start with – so last week we did, like, we talked about the sun and Mercury. Yes. Next up, of course, is Venus is going to be, like, the next planet that Mm -hmm. moves, like – the next fastest moving planet so you're gonna like feel it it's gonna change more often Mm -hmm. um it is in venus is in virgo right now from september 6th to september 30th yeah you can kind of think of this as obviously like use your own context clues y'all know what virgo is y'all know what venus is but when those come together we can think about like maybe some like more balance in relationships or grounding or like searching for that if that's not something you have right now um maybe we're taking steps to like solidify partnerships or like thinking really practically in a relationship Mm -hmm. um something I know we've said before too is like acts of service is definitely like a big one here and like maybe instead of like doing something super romantic it's more of like just like helping your partner Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely not like whirlwind romance vibes like that's like more (laughs) of like we just happened or just got out of leo um venus and leo so like that's more of that energy and then like we're getting a little more kind of grounded settled here in virgo yeah i think it's very like putting love Mm -hmm. into like find 
fine tuning and like organizing like the things that you care about mm-hmm. and putting in like organizational structures to make what you love like fit into your everyday yeah, life better like applying of. it to the everyday yeah instead of just like romanticizing it kind of thing So you can look into your birth chart and look at what house Virgo falls Mm -hmm. to see like what part of your life that this energy is going to show up in. Yes. Up next is Mars and Gemini that uh, Mars went into Gemini on August 21st and will be in Gemini until March 26th. I believe it's going to be in there because there's a retrograde coming up. Just it's not always in a sign for that long. Yeah. Um, But it, yeah, it goes pretty far into Gemini and, or um, yeah, into Gemini and then reverses still in Gemini and then it's going to go back forward. So that's why it's going to be in there for so long. Yeah. I think it's typically like one to two months still with Mars. Um, So I think this one is like kind of falls on them probably more two months side and then it's retrograding and then it goes back. So it is like a seventh, seven month cycle, which is like not not normal yeah. for this sign. So <laughs> definitely one to just like flag and take note of because it is something different happening. So Mars, um, as you may know, is going to be like very action oriented, might represent like conflict and Gemini rules like your thoughts and communication. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can add those together. Yeah, definitely. Like there might be like an overall tone of like sharpness of language, of curiosity, um, good like time to feel like take that and like in an actionable way, like maybe write or research mm-hmm. or like use it to like fuel something. Um, I did see somewhere though they said it's like a peak environment for gossip, and it just made me <laughs> giggle about like the whole "don't worry, darling" situation. Oh, like yeah. I feel like we haven't had like a really fun, That's like yeah. not harmful to anyone, just celeb gossip thing like that big in a while. And I feel like that's very Mars and Gemini. We needed this. We yeah. needed this. <laughs> like I'm like it's not hurting anyone really, but like this is so fun and silly, and I'm having a great time keeping up with it. A great time. Yeah. I wake up and I'm like, what else have we discovered? I know <laughs> exactly. So thank you to those celebrities who have <laughs> sacrificed their lives <laughs> for, for the drum. Yes. Um, also, just keep in mind since we have Mercury retrograde going on mm-hmm. at the same time, and there's some also like just more um, intricate transits going on as well. Like, I feel like just people's feelings are going to be hurt really easily right, for totally. the next like month or so. Like, people are just saying whatever they want. Obviously, it's a great time for gossip. So you know, yeah. be careful about and, yeah. Watch your own mouth. What you're Make choosing sure you're to say. Putting only kind things into the universe. Yeah. Um, and once again, look to your house, your birth chart and see what house Gemini is in. And you can get a more specific look or insight at mm-hmm. what area of your life this will show up in. Up next is Jupiter in Aries. It's going to be, again, this is going to be then moving a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Jupiter went into Aries May 10th and will be there until October 29th because yeah. it's retrograding into Pisces. Mm-hmm. So this is not the end of Jupiter yeah, and Aries. It'll come back, it'll like be back in December, I think. Yeah. We love Jupiter, obviously. Very fairy godmother vibes, expansion, abundance, all those things. Um, and Aries is like just momentum. It's getting things started. It's like quick fire, actionable things. So you can look in your birth chart for this one. You might already see these themes happening. Personally, I went on the first date with my boyfriend the week of May 10th. <laughs> and we're still together, obviously. So 
that was in my seventh house. So that was like a very relationship be like, okay, let's go, let's move, let's get you in a relationship <laughs> kind of vibe. But you can like see what house that falls in and you might have had some, you might already kind of be experiencing the, that expansion in that part of your life. And then you can think that and remember that it'll come back later this year as well. Yeah, very like just taking big leaps of faith, jumping into things that you're really excited about. Yeah. And honestly, it is probably going pretty well. So yeah. Take yeah. your chances. Jupiter's pretty much on your side usually. So it, yeah. it is like a leap of faith, but usually Jupiter's there to catch ya. Yeah. And so, yeah, like we said, whatever house that is, mm-hmm. is the part of your life that that's affecting. And last but not least, um, we're going to talk about Saturn in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Saturn was in Aquarius March 21st, 2020, which was like right when lockdown happened mm-hmm. in the U.S. And will be there until March 7th, 2023. If you have Saturn in Aquarius, this has been the time of your Saturn return, mm-hmm. which we'll do a full episode on yeah. at some point. But... Saturn is like rules and restrictions and authority and Aquarius is like breaking the norms very like communal Mm -hmm. so finding like what rules you need to break yeah what you're not vibing with totally um Saturn is currently in retrograde in Aquarius for about another month till like end of October the 22nd um a little over a month um but this retrograde period is like a really good time to reflect on all those things so reflecting on like societal boundaries boundaries you maybe feel more in your like personal life things that just like don't feel good to you um and you can see kind of like what's maybe holding you back what's holding like society back your community back kind of just reflecting on like how you can make change in those areas yeah like what do we need to restructure now to make like the future better exactly So that's a little bit about what's the current state of affairs (laughs) on kind of a more macro level. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you might know that there's transits going on on a daily basis, but, you know, we thought we would keep it simple for now and think more like we talk about how life is very cyclical. Yeah. So just even noticing those like major shifts, just kind Mm -hmm. of like month to month as to what different parts of your life are being highlighted kind of fun kind of fun hope you enjoy and you know get a little insight on yeah why your health is so bad right now or why your relationships are like so prominent etc on to the next on to the next so for astra education today we're going to do a deep dive on the ninth house (laughs) (laughs) um the ninth house if you are just tuning in if we're looking at our birth chart and we count away our our way around the circle we are going up to the ninth (laughs) house um it is ruled by sagittarius so a lot of things we talk about here are going to feel very sagittarius so if you're like this is giving Sag, you're correct. (laughs) Um, The ninth house represents travel, philosophy, higher education, kind of greater wisdom. Um, It represents some other fun things too that we can get into, but those are like the main kind of things you'll see. 
obviously we are in a travel zone (laughs) this season so that's why we wanted to cover this one as well um but something fun I thought when I was researching just to share since we talked so much about history last week Mm -hmm. um was like the early days of astrology the ninth house was associated with like literally just like people and things happening like outside your village Oh, yeah. Because that to them was like beyond. Right. You know what I mean? Um, So today, obviously, we have like much more access to things. Um, So it's much like broader than that. But yeah, back in the day, it was just simply like, who's the girl from the next town over? Look to the ninth house. (laughs) Today, the ninth house is a little bit more like foreign travel and foreign Mm -hmm. cultures because um, we just have like easier access to travel like or like transportation, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so distracted by these bees right now. There's I two know. little friends. Yeah. If y- more like local travel is gonna be more so like the third house. Right, totally. The ninth house is also ruled by Jupiter mm-hmm. because it is Sagittarian. Um, so also just like really expansive and free-spirited independent vibes. Yeah. <laughs> they are just loving up on you. Yeah, Don't go in the really shoe. Like me. Some other things that are ninth house present, um, or ninth house themes is it can also really like seventh or sorry, your second life partner. Oh, okay. Which I thought was really interesting. Like mm-hmm. seventh house would be like your first life partner, and then ninth house would be your second. Also, just like spirituality and religion, kind of your like and um, and your relationship to those things, and also like law and order, mm-hmm. and then also your relationship to that, which like obviously could like manifest in like personal way is also like career and different things like that. So right. that's interesting. The ninth house is also a cadent house it's called so it's like another tie to like mutable signs Mm -hmm. so like the third sixth ninth and then twelfth um have like similar energy to mutable signs so that's just like another way to look at like those planets that might be in there um more like about like synthesizing Mm -hmm. information and then like a life point or like um an actionable thing just like our mutable signs do kind of synthesize so the sign that is in your ninth house mm-hmm. is going to be like your approach to learning or how you like to learn, how you like to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to focus on the planets today. Yes. And I guess just like oh, we're going to go through them individually, but just overall like planets in your ninth house are going to just suggest that there's more of an emphasis in your life on yeah, like travel themes. or like higher education or mm-hmm. yeah, religion, any of these themes. But we'll go through them one by one. We'll start with the sun. Um, So sun in the ninth house is obviously going to feel very Sagittarius, very um, passionate, a lot of interests, maybe have a lot of like projects that you're interested in. Um, These like themes of the ninth house that we talked about might feel very central to like your being and like your core self. So you might like love higher learning you might have like seven degrees maybe you love like foreign travel or like um like religion spirituality is like a huge part of like your person your kind of like personality um that's going to be very sun in the ninth house energy moving on to the moon the moon um in the ninth house definitely going to love like a deep connection really going to want to like be up all night like talking (laughs) about like the ways of life and like philosophy definitely how you're gonna feel like connected to people through like kind of deep 
conversation also I think just like a big sense of like wanting to bring like good and bring like positivity to the world with that moon there um yeah definitely like want to leave an impact on the world mercury in the ninth house this is very like student of the world energy (laughs) kind of like lifelong learner I would say um probably like a big dream journaler (laughs) big like want to write things down have like big ideas that you want to like get across either like just to like have kind of like kept for yourself or maybe you would like share these with people maybe you write about things or like publish your writing um probably have like kind of a chaotic communication style you probably text like me uh, my mercury's in sag so you have like a new text for every thought um (laughs) is definitely i feel like how you would communicate i'm more of just like a friend level yeah my mercury is in the ninth house yeah just we have a lot of thoughts all just have a lot of all things to say all the time we are jumping around right. gotta keep up yeah exactly <laughs> venus in the ninth house your love language is gonna be growth and optimism it's gonna feel like very similar to if you listen to our quickie on sagittarius and venus it's gonna feel similar here um it's giving like if you watch the netflix movie love and gelato <laughs> It's giving summer love in Italy vibes. <laughs> Great movie. Definitely going to be like a lover of art, philosophy, travel, very liberated, um, sexually, romantically, personally. Um, and you probably have a great butt. Your ninth house is still going to be real my, my Venus in, <laughs> in the ninth house. Rules the hips and thighs. <laughs> yeah, mine is. It's interesting because my ninth house is Capricorn. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. Yeah. Dichotomy. Yeah. <laughs> Opposition. Duality. Yeah. Range. Range. And Mars. It's a little daredevil energy. Um, highly motivated. Not afraid to have a heated discussion. Push boundaries. Question life. Question anything. Um gives a little reckless but obviously we can all like mature Mm -hmm. and have boundaries for ourselves very like um what's it called like devil's advocate totally like you want to like debate religion with people yeah for sure and like yeah yeah no you're like is as equally into it as you want to fight it yeah 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 up next is Jupiter. Jupiter rules the ninth house, so it's going to feel very at home in mm-hmm. your ninth house. Um, you're probably like super optimistic and find a lot of joy and success in traveling or learning. Yeah. And you might have the impulse to like live in another country or just like really want to learn a lot of languages, learn right. about other cultures, etc. Saturn. Saturn really likes structure, so you might really um find like that organized religion mm-hmm. brings like comfort to you or you might be like a teacher you like you might want to be someone who is like setting rules yeah. in like one of these categories of like mm-hmm. learning you might be like a judge you yeah wanna, like exactly enforce law you probably have really strong opinions about the world like might have a tough time with change because like saturn is just like very not Sagittarian Mm -hmm. so really struggling with some of those like things that come really easy to Sagittarius yeah and if you travel you probably want like a really strict Mm -hmm. like pre-planned itinerary or like Mm -hmm. I almost feel like they 
like a Saturn in the ninth house would like want to go someplace like with a guide totally with someone that like knows the language and just will be like this is this this is that I'll order for you kind of thing like at the restaurant Uranus this is very like coming up with your own religion Mm -hmm. energy um, you're always going to be questioning what you're taught. You probably have very like progressive beliefs for mm. whatever time you were born in. And you probably, if you're traveling, like want to go to someplace like super obscure that like yeah, no one sure. else has ever been to <laughs> that you know of. Neptune in the ninth house really wants to understand the universe on like a deep intimate level Mm -hmm. they're very drawn to spirituality and learning about different religions um but like very trusting yeah in my eyes most likely to accidentally join a cult totally for sure I also have Neptune in the ninth house so I'm not judging but I I think that's a good thing to like be aware of right it's like very impressionable very Mm -hmm. like you just believe everyone you're like wow that's so like amazing and deep and like I would get to like you know get to my higher self yeah faster but like me my my neptune and capricorn in the ninth house i'm like but we need to be aware of it right beware (laughs) but you know don't do whatever you want don't join a cult please i am really into my therapist is very like i got a new therapist recently i guess i could have shared that on my updates but she's very like just make decisions and like You'll deal with the outcomes. Yeah. Like, no matter what the outcome is, like, or where it puts you, like, yeah. you're going to figure get, it out. Get it eventually. Right. Just, like, yeah. if you find yourself in, like, a bad situation, like, you'll do what you need to do to get out right. of it. And just totally. to, like, trust that. So, mm-hmm. I've been living my life with, like, that. Yeah. That at the forefront. I love and it. And it's really nice. And finally, Pluto in the ninth house. Pluto is just, like, a very intense planet. So it's mm-hmm. just life or death, everything. So you're going to want to, like, just intensely know about anything that you're learning. Like, yeah. a surface explanation is not going to cut it for you. Um, you probably have – will go through, like, many transformations of, like, what you believe in. Right. Throughout life. And since it's opposite the third house, you might – like feel really out of place like from where you're from Mm -hmm. and might like feel like you are you fit in better like kind of on the go or like in a different country or like traveling around um but yeah just overall any ninth house theme like it's gonna feel really like intense for you like if you like don't believe in a law it is gonna be like yeah. That law is going to be like the bane of your existence. Right. I feel like this could be um like good activist. Yeah, energy. definitely. Yeah, I agree. Things that are like a problem that you like go against your philosophy yeah. is like are going to feel like very important to you to like right. to do something address. about. Yeah. yeah. So those are the planets yeah. in the ninth house. Love it. Kind of fun. Kind of fun. <laughs> I know. It is interesting. Wait, how many plans do you have there? A good amount. I have three planets plus my MC line. Uh-huh. So okay. there's a lot happening in the ninth yeah. house for me, which, you know, checks out that yeah. 
I have, I always think that my, especially like my Mercury plus Venus in the ninth house, like that is just this podcast in a nutshell. Totally. Me talking about my values and my love life, Mm -hmm. like in an astrological context. Yeah. No, very much. It's really fun. Yeah. It's so interesting. I have nothing. My ninth house is like totally empty. But obviously, I have a lot of Sag energy, so yeah. it like feels balanced it's the in same. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have anything in the ninth house, like, but you do have like Sagittarius, yeah, placements, they're gonna manifest in similar ways. Yeah, you'll probably still feel like you related to s- some of the things we talked about. Yeah. So similar to what we just chatted about earlier, with just cycles and things always coming up for us um even if you don't have planets in the ninth house you still of course are like participating (laughs) in the cycle of astrology so when like the planets the moon different things like pass through that area they you still will have those themes highlighted um so like personally I just said I don't have like a planet there or any specific points but like when I what took I took like my first like long vacation took time off work during Gemini season this year so like that still was like a time for like travel which is your ninth house exactly um so it might be things like maybe you're signing up for like a course or Mm -hmm. you're finding like pick up a book on religion you know it could be like any scale of things or you're like about to embark on a long journey across Europe or something like that but those themes will still come up for you just more like in a cyclical way than maybe more less like in a personal day-to-day way yeah I want to say it was like in January that I think like Venus was in Capricorn or something Mm -hmm. and like I didn't even know that I it wasn't in my brain that like that transit was coming up and like as soon as Venus was in Capricorn, I was like, I have to sign up for something. I was like, I need to be in a class. Like, uh-huh. I want, I need to be learning. I need to learn. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I saw that like Venus had just moved into Capricorn. I was like, oh my god, that makes total sense. Yeah. That, like, I just feel like this itch to like, yeah, try something else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So maybe you can look at the last time yeah, the planets tap were into in that. that sign for you. So for this week's layover, we're going to have a little conversation about finding passions as an adult. Um, So really just like tapping into more ninth house energy, but like finding hobbies and passions and interests that are not related to your job. Um, So it's like lightly inspired by last week's episode. We chatted like a little bit about just like how we like each like take time to research astrology in our lives so and we think that's like very important we love having that as like an outlet as like something separate from work or friends or anything else um so yeah we think there's a big big importance on having (laughs) interests (laughs) yeah when I so if you don't know I went to college for musical theater and it was like a conservatory so all musical theater all the time and something that would always come up is my professors would be like you know you guys like are now pursuing as a career something that you like used to do for fun right and like they would always emphasize how important it was for us to like find something that we loved other than like performing yeah because it's like if your job is like your only thing that like you love like 
like it's still a job you know like then the only thing yeah. you love is gonna become work and yeah. then like then what do you have like right. you need to clock out and have something else that like yeah. fulfills you yeah for sure I think like for me like obviously I talk about crafts a ton but like that is something that's just like another outlet for me like making is something I do for work and like creating is like part of my job still but that's like a form of it that's not if that makes sense so I think it can like kind of what Ob was saying like it could stem from like performing or from like the art form if you do art for work or something like that like I think it doesn't have to feel like totally foreign mm-hmm. or like totally out there like you can still like you can think like what other realm of like what you do like to do mm-hmm. is like untapped or like untouched by capitalism yeah in your life kind of thing you don't have to like yeah like produce daily yeah or something or yeah for someone else yeah 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 I think like when I was in college like what I found was like my same but not was like I would like song write in my spare time as just like a different outlet of like I was just like oh this is just something that I enjoy doing as opposed to like homework yeah but then of course then I started taking songwriting songwriting classes classes because I have all those planets in the ninth house so I'm like well I want to learn more I want to be better like yeah (laughs) so then you know we've switched that but I think it is really interesting that we have studied astrology mostly on our own yeah is a diff is a difference between at least in my life like astrology was like one thing where I was like no I don't have to like pay someone else to tell me about yes yeah definitely yeah I've always not really like I don't really like um being taught yeah (laughs) like that's just for me I've never liked like having to like learn from someone like even when I was like 10 and I wanted to, like, snowboard. Like, I just wanted to figure it out myself. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. didn't want, like, an adult man telling me how to snowboard. Like, I would fall and, like, literally hurt myself so much. But I just would rather, like, do it myself. Um, but that's kind of always been how I am. So I think, like, yeah, having things that, like, don't rely on, like, an outside source. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's fine to, like, take a class. Like, I'm taking a knitting class tomorrow. Like, I don't know how to knit. Like, someone has <laughs> to tell me how to knit. But, like, I think there's, like, a balance of, mm-hmm. like, what can you just, like, feed yourself and feed your own interests? And then what do you have to, like, source? I think for me, I can't handle being, like, tied to an institution. Yeah. That's, like, where I have, like, a lot of, um, it's, like, what am I? Like, friction. Yeah, that's a good word. I have, like, friction with in learning. Like, being, like, a part of, like, a college. I was, like, you don't own me. Like, I can do whatever I want. Like, why are you telling me what to do kind of thing was what was tough for me. But I think I I do, like, I do, like, a little, like, course I don't know yeah. I just took I took my first little workshop with Jessica Lignato yeah. um a week or two ago and mm-hmm. it was really fun it was just like a one well it's supposed to be 90 minutes and it ended up being like three hours <laughs> yeah which I was obsessed with um but I think it it took me getting to a certain point yeah in my learning of astrology where I was like let me see what you know yeah, what someone else it was like a class on sex and sexuality so I'm happy to bring what I learned um, yeah 
I'm sure it will get integrated into this podcast um, very soon. Yeah, absolutely. But it was something that was like, it was like a specific topic with someone that I like yeah. love and trust. Yeah. Literally, I asked a question at one point and like the moderator was like, and Aubrey has a question. And then so I was like, oh my God, like Jessica knows my name. <laughs> so cute. So like that was fun, but I do agree that like I mean I think it's also just person to person like yeah sometimes exactly. like taking a class on it can just like formalize something and yeah. make it like not fun again yeah I know it is interesting um, but I think it also like I don't know as we talk about just like hobbies like it doesn't even need to be that deep no like it doesn't even need to be like oh I'm gonna like sit down and take this class like it can really just be like cooking or reading or crafting or movement like anything um like I literally love learning about like Mormonism (laughs) I don't know if that's like bad to say I like love it and like cults and MLMs like that's just like so I don't know it's like so me and so weird and like not that deep but like it's so Sagittarius but like the FLDS is (laughs) it's so fascinating but like that like things like that where like There's things that you maybe, like, want to pursue or enjoy, but, like, also keep the level of, like, I don't know. That's something I, like, have to tell myself is, like, everything doesn't have to be, like, a source of revenue. Mm -hmm. A source of income is, like, I, like, I just love to, like, make things into a thing. Yeah. Like, I started making crafts, and then I have, like, a craft club, and I host events, and, like, a lot. (laughs) And I've tried to keep it, like, as sacred to me as I can. But, like, there you just, like, need to have something that you haven't turned into something else. Yes. Yeah. No, it is you really know? hard to do. We're very, um, like, clearly entrepreneurial. I know. Like, every week, I'm like, should I start a call or should I start another <laughs> podcast about religion? Yeah. No. Like, relax. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Right. Maybe we'll get a lot of requests for that. But, no, it's like, yeah, we're always, we just get so excited about things. Yeah. We're like, well, what if that was my job? Right, <laughs> exactly. Which is a good thing to do. Yeah, which is nice, but also, like, yeah, it also is. also make space for yourself in it. Yeah. 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 There's nice to do things just because you like them. Yeah. And for no other reason. Right. Um, I do think it is interesting, though, that my ninth house is empty and I, like, didn't go to school. I had no draw to go to, like, mm-hmm. college was just like just like I didn't apply to a single one like I knew I wasn't gonna do it yeah. like I you was were like, like that's 10 just and not you were like me. yeah I'm not going to college right. I was like, like what do you mean we have to go <laughs> like I didn't even want to finish high school so <laughs> it is just like interesting um I don't know I I think it is more just like I always just knew what I wanted to do yeah but I always think that, like, is kind of funny. Like, I just, like, don't even have that placement. Like, the higher education is just empty. It's not there. I'm like, just yeah, the it learning. Is, it is yeah, empty. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like, I just, I do want to learn, but not not at a place or not by a person. Which is so valid. Yeah. I think our society has placed so much value on higher education and obviously at the same time has made it so unattainable to so much like just to so many people so yeah Yeah. just shouting that out that having higher education does not equal better or smarter or Mm -hmm. better off even yeah no not at all yeah just things to remember there's always different lanes and like 
ways you can get really, really knowledgeable about things on your own. Like, obviously, there's a place for college. I get it for certain professions or whatever, but there's like a lot of things that you can just get good at. Right. And just be passionate about and learn about with Google. Right. Just like unless you like want to be a doctor. Right. Like please go to college. Right. I guess. No, for sure. If you want to be like a surgeon. Yeah, I would say go to school. Yeah. Other than that. I know. There's like not a ton of things. I know. Exactly. That it's that important for. So you do you besties yeah make time for your passions yeah it's really important to prioritize Mm -hmm. your health and well-being yeah in that way yeah for sure it's time to pass the plate over to our listeners where we're going to read a little submission from you guys If you would like to be featured on the podcast, we have a submission form in all of our Linktree bios. Um, So go check it out. It says like season four submissions. We have a spot for talk astro to me questions, advice, Mm -hmm. requests for astrology topics. So go uh, let us know what you'd like us to talk about or just tell us a silly dating story that you have. Amazing. So our listener for Pass the Plate this week says, I've been a serial monogamous since I was 19, essentially in relationship after relationship. I'm 27 now. When my last relationship ended in July, I told myself I'd enjoy the single life and focus on myself. LOL, that obviously didn't happen. That's why I need your advice. I met this guy and I feel like there's potential, but I told him that I want to take things slow. We've both been through serious long-term relationships and have had similar struggles in those relationships. And so far, it seems like we have an understanding of how to show up for each other. Do you have any advice on how I can slowly grow and nurture this relationship while also focusing on self-care, self-love, and personal growth? Also, thoughts on overall compatibility. Are we too too similar? I know how y'all feel about caps, so please be nice. LOL. (laughs) Hee hee. (laughs) kidding can't wait to hear what you think in love with the podcast and always crushing on you too much love well much love to you much love to you um this listener is a capricorn sun moon and mercury and aries rising scorpio venus virgo mars and the man's (laughs) is a capricorn sun venus mars gemini rising Aries moon and Aquarius Mercury Um, they both have Capricorn stelliums our listeners in the 10th house and his in the 8th house funny that we have another like really similar I know like we did last week yeah Um, I think it is a really big green flag that it sounds like this is someone who like understands what you want to have out of a relationship yeah and I just think that's like a huge like component of success is just like knowing what each other needs and like Mm -hmm. it sounds like you both like you know like want to be in love and want to be in a partnership and if you're both down to like you know do that that is like yeah a huge you know end of the day like you can have whatever compatibility placements like if you both are like willing to do the work that's like really all you need yeah in a relationship definitely I think it is just like 
also like a good sign that you're asking this question Mm -hmm. like clearly like you're putting yourself like top of mind like if you weren't you wouldn't have wrote this yeah so I think like knowing like you knowing that you do need to focus like sometime on yourself and your own growth and like self-care and self-love I think just is a good sign like recognition is always key but like I think also just like what's gonna be big especially like in this earth sign duo is gonna be like setting boundaries around that Mm -hmm. like really having it like blocked off to make it happen um so like I don't know if it's like Saturday mornings I go to yoga and I go to the farmer's market and I'll text you at two you know things like that I think are a good way to like take it slow make sure you're not like pouring all of your time into each other or just like you just like are like oh I just want to see them so I'll see them like make sure you have like blocked time for like your pockets of your like time with yourself yeah I think especially because you are both Capricorns but then you have an Aries and a Gemini rising Mm -hmm. like though Aries and Gemini are very like impulsive like you want what you want right now totally so I think like setting boundaries and having a structure are gonna be really really good for both of you and also like a really good I don't want to call this a test but it will just it's just good to see if he is able to respect the boundaries that you try to set from the get-go because that is obviously you want to be with someone that like respects you and your boundaries so I think setting that from the get-go is really important yeah Um, something that Jessica Lignato said on one of her podcast episodes in the past couple weeks that I just loved is that like when you are starting to date someone new and you like want to like keep your autonomy is that you should never like be talking to someone you just started dating more than you talk to your best friend Mm, that's nice so however much like I mean Danny and I text all day every day yeah exactly (laughs) so like that's like not that you know yeah okay if I'm texting someone a little less than that we're good but like you know if you let's say you live in a different city than your best friend and you call them twice a week you should not be talking to someone you're dating yeah more than that yeah I think um this is like a Tiffany Tiffany Louise, my girl from mm-hmm. Instagram that I love. She has said something similar like it's a a green flag if they have enough of a life that they can't see you all the time. Yeah. Like someone you just met shouldn't quickly become th- like you shouldn't become their whole life and they shouldn't become yours because like what the fuck was that person doing before? Right. Like that's not good. Yeah. Like they just had nothing going on like new. So yeah like same vibe of like talking like yeah someone shouldn't just be able to like drop their whole life for you either like you should be able to maintain your like separate lanes and like you should both you both should want to at least be enough of a person that you can like intermingle and like have your dates and your time together but you still can continue like on your personal growth journeys Mm -hmm. especially since you have a like a Virgo Mars and the guy has a Capricorn Venus and Mars like you both want like successful like secure partners so I think you both putting yourselves first Mm -hmm. and working on like whatever else you want in life and keeping that as a priority is going to like just make you both like more attracted to each other. Yeah, no, absolutely. You asked like, are we too similar? Like, I just don't think so because 
I think it's like similar to what Ob said last week about being like different kinds of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Like you do have the same like Capricorn sun, but like other than that, like your Capricorn placements like show up in different ways. So like I think there is enough like space. Mm-hmm. And, like, difference, like, in your signs that, like, you'll have understanding of each other. But, like, we're not going to, like, just, like, always be, like, butting heads, if yeah. that makes sense. And you're still your own person. It's not, right. like, you know, we're exactly the same. Like, you're going to have some parts of you, like, your Venus signs yeah. or whatever that are going to be a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. But I think overall, like, in taking things slow and like setting these boundaries like especially like you know kind of going against your like Aries and Gemini like more impulsive placements like you need to like trust that if your connection is like real and like meant to be if you believe in that like if it's gonna work in some sort of like long-term serious thing it's it's gonna last through these boundaries right and if you maintain these boundaries and it kind of fizzles out like yeah, then that's not, not like the person yeah. that like you would want to be with anyway. Like right. if you take things slow and like you guys have like a strong enough connection, like you need to trust that it's not going to like go away because you're not hanging out every single day right. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You should never feel like you're like reaching to right. keep someone. Yeah, absolutely. You should just know that you like have them. When you need them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously be honest with this person about how you feel, but like that you're in a me era. Yeah. And he should love that and think that's really hot and yeah. respect that. And if he doesn't like. Right. Boy, bye. On to the Thank next. you next. <laughs> exactly. So we are proud of you for even asking these questions. They yeah. are the right questions for sure. Yes. And best of luck. Yeah, best of luck. I hope it goes well. And I hope you are really enjoying taking care of yourself and learning about yourself. Thank you for listening to season four episode two of astro sluts if you leave us a review obviously five stars and send us a screenshot either in dms or we have a phone number that you can text as well um we will send you a little sticker so give us your sign and your address as well and we'd love to treat you for supporting us just a little thank you from us as always, we have a Depop that you can shop yeah. and a TikTok and Instagram and Twitter that you can follow. Uh, we have a quickie episode coming out on Friday. It's going to be a great one. And other yeah. than that, we'll see you next week. See you in two days and next Friday. <laughs> no, <laughs> see you on Friday and Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Bye, Bye, sluts. sluts.